Welcome to our new podcast series, Inside Incremental. This time, we explore what it's like to be a part of the Incremental team. In this mini-series, we extend a warm invitation to our team members to open up about their personal encounters, allowing you a glimpse behind the curtain into the inner workings of the driving forces that have led many of the team to their current positions. In addition, they share a little bit about their journeys and offer a glimpse into their professional pathways and the sources of inspiration that fuel their endeavors. If you are curious to uncover the mysteries that lie beyond the scenes of Incremental and gain deeper insight into our team, stay tuned. I am Joanna Leiflang, your host and marketing lead at Incremental. Our first guest, Hannah Shai, has graced our team as a software engineer for nearly two years. In this episode, he shares his journey of not only crafting innovative products, but also sculpting his career at Incremental. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Hen. Hello, Joanna. How are you? I'm well, I'm well, I'm good. So I'm excited to have you here as the first person um, on the podcast. So for a short introduction for our audience, this podcast is where we actually dive deeper into the incremental team, getting to know what it's like to work um, at incremental, what it's really like to work here, and we get to spill all the behind the scenes secrets. All the secrets. All the secrets. <laughs> I think for to make matters easier for everybody, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, um, so my name is uh, Ken. Uh, I'm 29 years old, uh, and I'm working at Incremental for almost two years, I think, like 110. Uh, and I'm a software engineer at Incremental. Uh, yeah, nice. that's it. And... What were you doing before you joined the incremental team? Um, so before I joined the incremental team, I was still um, at school. I was uh, working at another company uh, as a cloud monitoring engineer. Like it was pretty different than what I'm doing here. It included much more like investigating um, AWS resources and logs and figuring out if things failed. It was a student position. Uh, and then when I um, finished my degree, bachelor's at industrial engineering by the way i was looking for another job okay so you come from a different background now as a software engineer into the team why did you choose to join incremental and what enabled you to take this job um actually it's a funny story i mean i was looking for another job when it's to refresh things and maybe like having full like full position um not only part-time uh, and then i you know searched uh online and i messaged my friends and then um david which is another software engineer which you're probably gonna have another podcast about um and episode um so he he called me he saw that i'm looking on facebook and he said you know what um, I'm working this really interesting startup company. Me and David uh, served together in the army um, for two and a half years. I think we were together. So when I heard that he left the previous company he worked at to join this super innovative um, startup that his sister knew the people that worked there. So I was like, mm, this sounds interesting. Uh, and then I had an interview. And I was, I wanted to be a data analyst. Most people, like um, most students, will study industrial engineering in Tel Aviv. 
um, they go to like be product managers, data analysts, or data engineers. Um, so that's I thought that was gonna you know prod and look and and that's what I did. So um, and then I talked to Moti and he asked me many questions. Uh, and then I got a test um, to do. And it was over my birthday weekend, but I was like, I have to sit down and do this. So I did it, good Python. And in my degree, we had a lot of Python data processing. Um, so I did it, it was fun um, and that's it. And then I waited and I had several more interviews um, and I, I wasn't sure like what position was actually, because like I was pretty confused. And then, um, Moti was like, you know what, I'm considering you for a software engineer. And that took me by surprise because, uh, um, like my bachelor was industrial engineering, uh, and I didn't aim for this job, but it seems really interesting. And throughout my degree, I really liked developing things and like working with Python and SQL. Um, and databases. So I was like, okay, this sounds really interesting. And I had several more tech interviews. And I saw that I was indeed missing some experience. Like the people that were working in incremental are amazing and super talented. So I saw that they're super smart, super experienced. And I was like, I felt like maybe, maybe I could, can't do it, you know? And then um, after a while, Moti called me back. And he said that he's considered me for a position on the team and that I'll be coached by my friend, by David, um, to get me up to speed. And yeah, and that's that's how I got in. And it was, it was fun. Would you say that the whole process was worth it? Seems like a lengthy process to have to, a... to get up to speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the first year, maybe less, was was a bit rough. Like it was just learning all those like um, the architecture of things and and things that people study in university, like how programming languages work and what's the best way to do things. And I didn't know those things because I came from a very like limited background of like doing like simple things on Python, Jupyter notebooks. I mean, we did like machine learning, uh, several classes and stuff like that, but we didn't actually like build complex systems. So it was a bit hard um, to get to get on it. But after a while, I started catching things up. And I think the most important thing is that I'm like the people we're working with um, are amazing. Like the, the software engineers that we have, like Julian, uh, and Dan, which are like our seniors, and they're super, super uh, attentive to any questions, and they'll explain it to you until the last detail, which was amazing for me. And David, of course, coached me and helped me and held my hand throughout the start of my journey. And um, yeah, so it was it was a lot to take in. Also, like not only the programming, also like the, like the the whole world re- regarding advertising, you know. Uh, I didn't know those phrase like you know um, cohorts, for example, or um, attribution. I came from the, my last job. Like all we knew was pods and Kubernetes and and Docker. We didn't know, so it was it was it was funny to learn all those things and learning that there's a whole new world, like a whole not new world, but a whole world behind um, advertisements. The ad tech bubble, even though yeah. you're. As a user, it's probably not something you consider mm-hmm. now understanding all the back end. And now that you've come up to speed, 
what mm-hmm. would you say a typical day looks like at incremental um so a typical day is um i myself i walk from my house in Ramadgan, which take a while if it's not hot then i walk if it's hot then i take the bus um i arrive at the office um everybody is sitting down like we're all starting to get ourselves up to speed we have the daily call the dsm call people we have several people abroad in europe and um so we we sync everybody on our tasks and we go over which tasks we need to perform today and like update each other on our progress um and then i sit down and start working on things i want to do today um I work on them till lunch. We have lunch together, everybody. So we have that like pause. We're all like going crazy in the lab. Like, like pause time, we're all sitting down and some people go and get eat out and they bring it into the office. And then working and it's it's really fun. And for you now that you have, does would you say each day is different or how does the priorities of task work? Like, you have something i don't know if you work in sprints or how do mm-hmm. you t- how does a team typically work um so we're working in sprints so we have like the planning we have our product managers that are responsible um for each team like we have the development team but we have like um Sivan, which is like the main product manager for the data science and the org which is the product manager for um the ui and the integration related adapters so like i work mainly on tickets with Lior. Um, so basically we're working by the priority of the tickets, but in addition to um, working like tech tasks, my job was also at, at the beginning included um, onboarding new clients and developing tools to onboard those clients. For example, if we have a client that requires a special adapter in Google Sheets and I had to develop it, then I had to pull the data into our system. Um, so I'm, it depends now on if we have a new client right now, I'm not on board new clients anymore since me and David started building the self-service. So now, um, we have an integration engineer called offer, which uses the self-service and the tools that were already built. Um, so if we have a new client that requires our attention, then me and David, whoever is needed, um, go on help offer and develop the tools that he needs to pull the data or process it. So that takes precedent sometimes. So you've, the team is currently building the tools that you've already built in the past. So being now integrated into the process. For um, the, the team is now building tools to automate things that um, I did in the past. And for example, let's say we had Google Sheets is a good example. So we had clients that are using Google Sheets to store their data. So we used to create the adapters ourselves to define them and modify them. We're still like modifying the code ourselves, but right now we're allowing the users to get on the dashboard and define, okay, I want this adapter. I want this Google Sheets to fetch those tabs for me. And then offer as integration engineer, he can go on and onboard their data. We're working on um, expanding those abilities right now. We have default um, processing for networks, for example, that we're fetching for clients. Let's say we have a client who wants to have the cost from Apple. So we get it for him and we process it for him with no human intervention right now, which is amazing. This is the last week's work. So yeah, 
out of this week, it's us, we're kind of in the middle of your week. Yes. What has been the biggest challenge for you? Um, so this week we we introduced to production um like like pipeline for processing data that is coming from S3 and Google Sheets. Um so we tested it, like we worked on it on a while. And then um, me and David, we tested it together and we had many fixes um, to fix, to see that it, it's, the pipeline works correctly and the data from the users gets transformed correctly. Let's say he wants to filter something, he wants to create a range of, of dates from the data that he provided us. So it was mainly about like debugging and testing and debugging and testing. So that was a big project since it included like 60 adapters for our customers. So it was it was a lot to go over. Um, yeah, so I think I think that was the main focus. That's a big challenge indeed. And now as we look on the other end of things, this last quarter, I know that the team is small and I know that there's a lot of things going on at the same time. But what do you think was your biggest accomplishment? Um, I think like the last quarter, uh, my biggest accomplishment was I started working also on the UI, which I never did because, as I said, we studied Python at university. So I cre started creating adapters for the self-service um, with Guy, which is our like um, senior full-stack developer. And David's help, I started doing it myself, and I created an adapter for S3 and several others and it was it was a bit challenging because it was like a whole world world of javascript which i didn't know and also the html's i didn't do since i was i don't know like in third grade and we do like for fun you know with the, with the in elementary school simple html's so it, it was extremely challenging but i think after i worked on the first one and got reviewed and asked so many questions and got answers from them so i learned so the, the next one i did were much, much faster. So you learned HTML in the third grade? No, no. I mean, I was, how do you call it in English? When you go to like summer camp, not a summer camp. Yeah, you have like. It's not a camp, camp because you, you stay at home. You just go there over the summer. Okay. You know, so you just go to school over the summer and you have like classes and they give you things to do. It's basically like a babysitter thing for kids. I'm not sure how to say the right word in English, but um, so yeah, I went to a lot of computer camps like that over summer vacation. So yeah, one of them, we used to create HTMLs. We, I had a, a website for Teen Titans, if I don't know if you remember the the TV show. Um, so I had a website with my friend, which I was extremely proud of at the time. Uh, so yeah, so it was it was it was funny to get back into it and seeing how much it it changed and seeing the whole the whole new side of things because currently most of the tasks I'm doing right now are like data processing adapters and developing those tools and then seeing actually like the the front facing part that mm -hmm. the full stack engineer like full stack engineers are working on um, that was extremely challenging extremely fun I actually really really enjoyed it and different because it was. It's different. Yeah. Well, you're now you've moved from the back end and actually seeing what the client is able to see and influencing that uh, beyond the development is pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was really fun. And you know, this 
maybe it's a bit of an unorthodox environment with the how you know your your tasks are able to change but what do you think is something that could only happen at incremental something that you've experienced personally um since it's a startup like so many things happen which i think are unique like i don't think like um none of my friends whenever i speak about my job like no nobody understands because they're all like in big companies and things don't move that fast you know like I was writing code that went into production in a week or so me touching Python professionally for the first time. It was, it was amazing. Um, so we have, you know, like, uh, it's challenging things and, uh, amazing things. For example, the one thing that's only, I think I can feel an incremental sense. I was the 11th to, to join. It was such a small team. So everybody's extremely close. Like we're all like super close and we're all like, it's, it's like, you can think, about a time, I think you're not like consulting with those people and talking to this guy. And like, if somebody's missing, then everybody's like, oh, where is Dan? And where is Julian? And it's like, so, and that's that. And also, since it's a startup, you have challenges. You have sometimes when you have to change the whole system and then you work uh, until it's fixed uh, and high pressures sometimes. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's extremely challenging but extremely rewarding as well since we see the clients and we see the feedback that we're getting. Also, I don't think a software engineer ever sees so fast the impact of what he does, you know, like what we all do. Like, let's say I developed the tools, right, um, to process the data and guys working on the UI and David is working also on self-service and also data processing. And the client, the integration engineer, he brings up the client, his name is Offer. And then the data science does their magic. And in the end, the business comes to us and they're like, you know what? This client was really, really happy with your results. And and it's uplifting, you know? It's like, wow. <laughs> so you get so the they, feedback straight, basically from the client's mouth. Yes, for both. It's a, it's both directions. Sometimes you get it on there, but, but no, mostly- The critical mostly, feedback also comes through. Yeah. <laughs> That that's sense. not that's not for the software engineers. That's the data science team. No, I'm joking. Pass that buck somewhere else. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, I know I think given your profile, given your experience, given also as as your profile and position change uh, at incremental, but what are, so maybe this is a bit of a challenging question, but what are some of the qualities that you think you need to have and skills that have contributed to your success in this role? Um, I think the first thing is like determination. Um, just was, it was a bit hard. Like the first few months learning the, the new environments and learning from people that are highly skilled. Um, and you don't even understand sometimes what they're talking about. You need to Google it and you're like, okay, this is what it means. Um, so not giving up and asking so many questions i think that's the key like ask questions like or google it or learn it yourself but keep going at the end you're, you'll understand you know i had like weeks i didn't i was doing things i partially understood but it turned out fine because i knew like what, what was the results i'm getting it they're fine but then i learned like how it works and what goes beyond it like with time the, like the You'll have the epiphany, I think. So just keeping 
yourself like focused. So I think that's that's one of the things. And um, also reg regarding asking questions, I think like don't be shy because like the people that are working here, and I hope for everybody who works at a company are you really want, want to help because it's a team. Everybody wants to work together. Nobody wants to like, you know, like leave somebody at the call. On so, I think that's it. As a as a team. Sorry, one second. Break. Um. Yes. Um. Okay. I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, the, so, you know, how to phrase this question. Um, okay. So for you, you would say the biggest uh, driving factors have been your determination and your um, determination to learn, but also willingness to, to learn from others uh, to be successful in this uh, role. What about, um, is there anything that inspires you, you know, like as you, I think I've heard a lot about appreciation for your team, but are there other elements that inspire you to do better or to, to grow? Um, it's just a passion, like to learn new things. I think, I think like, because we have such an, an lab, like a huge system, which consists of everything. It's like a, a startup is like a cell in a way, you know, it's like a one organism cell. You know, so everything is here, and we like everything um, is like is, is exposed. So I can see that people are doing things. So you can get into the things that they're doing, um, into their code, and you have like so many levels. Also, like you can see them while you're working. So many attitudes. Like one developer attitudes towards doing something. One thing is not the same as the other. So first you learn from one person, and then you see, oh, this person does this this way. Maybe I'll try that. Um, so I think it's mainly like passion and seeing, like seeing myself also getting better with time. Like whenever I could look at the code I wrote like a year ago, I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to fix this. I need to, to rewrite this. Um, so yeah. And also like, I wanted to add for the previous question, I think I thought about another thing. It's like with time, I think that, um, myself, I started helping others, which really surprised me. After a while, like right now, like I have um, the integration engineer, which I work really closely together. And whenever there's a new um, employee, so helping others or contributing knowledge, even to the seniors um, on the on the team, um, really like makes my self esteem like you know higher because sometimes there are things that I know about the system that they didn't see, and then we can work together to solve uh, issues and provide solutions. So you have like a continuous learning circle, not just what you learn from others, but what you're able to teach uh, yes. people as well. It's quite rewarding. Mm -hmm. And if we look at, I mean, it's really, I think it's hard to predict, even though you've done all types of things now at Incremental and taken on new projects, um, being able to see many different uh, aspects of, of the product. But is there anything that is on the horizon that is coming your way that you probably weren't planning to do. Um. Um. The 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 funny thing is that you never know. You know, I mean, we we have um. I have currently many many tasks regarding the self service 
because we we really want to achieve that ability fully, you know, but um, like I had with the uh, UI last quarter, I didn't know it was coming my way. It wasn't supposed to come my way, I think. I just think that everybody was busy and we were like, the management was like, you know, let's give it to him. Let's see if you can handle it. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting that I'm expecting to be expecting, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do things. I don't know how to do. You're expecting um, the unexpected. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm expecting the unexpected. So yeah, like every day is a challenge and every, even right before I went on this call, I, I, I had this API to work with to fetch data and I thought it was going to be straightforward. And I'm like, I was like, oh, I'm going to finish this in 30 minutes. Uh, and then it wasn't. <laughs> so it's going to take me a few more hours to crack how I'm going to process the, the data and I'm going to pull it correctly. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything in the horizon. I'd be excited to do more UI stuff since it's new to me. Uh, I still think I need to sharpen my skill there. So yeah. And little did you know you were going to be the star of the first episode. The f- podcast, yeah. Exactly. See, that's <laughs> unexpected. That's new. Result. That's a new thing. You're right. <laughs> With, I mean, you, you speak greatly of the environment and of your role. If there was somebody had a similar interest or similar path, or they're not really sure how to get into either the ad tech space or working for a high tech startup, what are the tips that you would give them? Or what's any kind of like career advice that you could share? Um, I think the first thing um, is that you have to talk to people, like ask people. If you see somebody on LinkedIn that you're like, oh, I don't know what he does. Maybe I want to do it. Um, you can just send them a message, speak to people. I mean, I got this job because I just called my army friend, you know, I called my army friend just to talk to him. And I was like, he was like, oh, you know what? I'm doing um, this really interesting thing, this company. And and a whole thing came out of it. Like, look at the butterfly effect from a single call. I think I made while I was walking my dog or something, you know. Um, so like, talk to your friends and see if you see somebody on LinkedIn. Like, must ping them, you know, people are will answer. And um, so that's the first thing. And the second thing regarding like the, the specific role I'm doing, um, I, th- I think mainly like learn on online, sharpen your skills. You know, if you're interested about something about data processing or about software development in general, like you can just everything is today's on the internet. Uh, you can just study it, sharpen your skills, get ready. Um, so when you do get um, the the home assignments, you can really do it well. So I think I think that those are my tips. And also like, don't give up. Like if somebody, I have this friend actually who did it a lot. I have this friend who was looking for a job um, during COVID. I mean, I was already working at Spot, but um, he he was looking for a job a long time, and he actually gave me really good advice. I mean, I, I didn't do it that much, but um, he gave me really good advice. He, whenever he didn't get a job, he called the HR and he asked, like, what did I do wrong? And after two times, like once it wasn't related to him, um, and the second time he got really good feedback and he finally scored a job. So I think also like, sometimes it's not on you, by the way, if you don't get into a job and then ask people, like, what did I do? What can I do better? I think that's really good advice. 
That sounds like very solid advice because that way you also know if it's maybe it even helps you address that if it's you or if it's the environment. And I think a lot of the times in those situations, things kind of seem to work themselves out. And then later in retrospect, you're like, actually, I didn't maybe even want that job. Exactly. It's so, so good. It's also good to understand expectations from both sides when you're able to, if you're able to have those calls with the, the recruitment team. Mm -hmm. Now, oh, sorry. No, no, I agree. No, I think that's excellent advice that your friend gave you, uh, giving you the opportunity to kind of relay back to the HR team and find out uh, what were the discrepancies or if there's anything that's actually on you or, or maybe even on the company. Um, so to wrap up a little bit as we as we close the end of the interview, I know that also beyond incremental, you have a lot of personal interests and <laughs> and a life as we all do, um, how do you, how do you maintain a healthy work-life balance or what maybe better said for you explain to me how you maintain it? What is important for you to maintain a healthy work-life balance? Um, like what, what aspects do I want to pres like preserve in my life? Um, so mm -hmm. I think I'm going to answer it in rever reverse. So the first thing, um, I think like the, the way to like have a work-life balance, which is good for you is planning especially when you're in a like stressful uh have a stressful job and you have a lot of things to do so i think mainly just plan it and 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 you know i wasn't really good at planning before i got this job and my um my fiance actually um she told me she knows how to plan things everything is organizing tables uh, and then I started planning and then you you find the time to do whatever you want I really like hanging out with friends uh, in Ramadan where I live and um, it I really like to go to the gym and also like I, I, at the first when I first started working it was so stressful and me being a stressful person I was like okay I'm gonna I have to work I have to work all the time and then I learned with time how to plan it correctly and set off time off in advance also that's a good thing we went to japan me and my fiance a uh, month, month ago um which we planned a while before that so i think just planning i think that's the key that is the trip where she became your fiance if i'm not mistaken true that's true in kyoto very romantic never been to japan <laughs> but i saw some documentation of that um, trip and it looked very beautiful. Amazing. Highly recommend everybody. Pro tip, go to Japan. <laughs> well, I think that concludes our first interview for the podcast. So thank you for being our first guest. And if there's anything else you'd like to add before signing off. Um, no, but was happy to be the first one on the podcast and, um, yeah, hope you guys meet all the team. We have pretty amazing people working here. Yes, that would be a great opportunity. We are actually hiring for lots of roles in our tech and our business side. So if you see anything online on our careers website or post it on LinkedIn, reach out to Lee, our recruiter, or submit your application directly. Hope to hear from you.